Welcome to Faithful Doubt. We have a special today. Uh, I have a guest with me. Not really a guest, but the behind the scenes guy. Uh, Austin, our producer, Austin Robinson. I'm on the other side today. Yeah, you are. Uh, so thanks for doing this episode with me. I wanted Grayson to be on this as well, but we could not find a time that worked for everyone. So. I thought you were going to say you couldn't find her. <laughs> like, well, yeah, we couldn't find <laughs> Grayson. No, uh, we couldn't just find a time for all of us to be on. But uh, thank you for being on. And so this, this special, uh, I'm going to... Well, Austin and I are both going to go over the last year or so of Faithful Doubt, our first year as a podcast slash ministry, um, and just where we've been, how it started, where we're going, and just kind of our uh, goals and dreams for the future. So, Austin, why don't we talk about how Faithful Doubt started? And this goes back quite a ways. So, like, the the idea when it first started? like Yeah, or, so before we even had a name for this it started i think you had we were at lowe's right yeah yep and i remember we actually well we met before we worked together at lowe's we've austin and i have known of each other probably since i've I've known of you since elementary school yes i've known of you too okay i think we rode the the same bus maybe i know the face in the yearbook let's see (laughs) sorry uh but yeah we've known of each other for a long time but it wasn't until 2016 when we were working at Lowe's that we really became friends. Yeah. We were, yeah. we were friends of a friend, a mutual friend mm-hmm. that, that was kind of how we knew each other until yeah. we started working together. Yeah. And I reckon I recognized a face there and I was like, Oh, someone that's, I don't want to complain too much about where I work <laughs> there, but um, I'm thankful for our friendship that came out of Lowe's. Yes. So I, I was a Christian was, is, mm-hmm. um, but I had always had a lot of questions, mm-hmm. um, a lot of questions, random questions that, yep. I, I feel like I wouldn't just stand up and ask in the middle of church. Mm. And I knew you were you were in school at the time, right? Yeah, I was going for my bachelor's degree uh, in Bible and theology. See, or, or no, I had just at Lowe's. I had just graduated. Okay, so that yeah. was my first year. Out of I knew school. I knew you had an education. I was like, all right, this guy has all the answers. Under <laughs> <laughs> so, if only. So I'd always hit you with questions that just questions that. They, I remember they were kind of funny, but they were like genuinely like, I wonder kind of thing. So mm-hmm. is this, um, I can't think of any example right now that I'd ask you. Can you remember anything I'd ask you? But I remember every day I'd always have something to ask you about the Bible or Christianity. I think a lot of it started out as almost political. If anyone doesn't know, in 2016, there was a big election going on. Oh, yeah. And so there was a lot of, I feel like a lot of the questions were based in political. Yeah climate well and then you and you know you would kind of go well have, what does god say about this or or that i don't remember specific ones i do remember it kind of being about that though. yeah well i think it probably was for a lot of people you start questioning your values when yeah uh but uh i remember i remember you always had you always had good answers for everything you always had you always had something. The question I thought, I thought I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask him this, and he's not gonna have an answer, and I'll have to think about it, come back. But you would always just come back with something, and start discussing it. And I remember somewhere along the time, I remember having a serious talk with you where I, I wasn't sure if I was a Christian because I had so many questions, mm. and I thought, I thought doubting it was against the beliefs. I thought like God would have been upset with me because I was questioning him because I always looked at it like I'm questioning God yeah. and I shouldn't question him. And that's what I thought faith. I should have blind faith mm-hmm. or I'm not a Christian. 
And it, it was it was truly until I mean you had a conversation about that. I had opened up to you about me not feeling like feeling like I am betraying God, my relationship with God with these questions. And when you went on describing you explained it to me that I don't remember your exact words. I don't know if you do, but I remember you saying that you should question anything that you truly believe in or you don't mm-hmm. truly believe in it. it. And you made it feel like, well, you explained to me that I was verifying my faith really yeah. through these questions. And it made me feel so much better knowing that it's okay to have questions and to talk through them and to look for answers. Right. And I remember dropping that idea like, you know, you should start a podcast about this stuff, you know, because I guarantee I'm not the only one asking these questions. I just, I I wasn't above asking what I called stupid questions, but I believe I can't be the only one asking right. these random questions. Yeah, I uh, I remember you, I remember you saying that, um, or I remember saying that to you that uh, what I always say is you should know why you believe what you believe, mm-hmm. and in order to do that, you have to question your own values and beliefs, almost playing devil devil's advocate with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to poke a hole in something and that's really the only way to grow in your in your beliefs and which feels backwards because it feels like you're attacking what you you thought you believed but it's like why why am i attacking this when like you said poke mm-hmm. a hole it's like i'm trying to poke a hole but i think that's where you really find out your faith is stronger what you think when yeah when you can't poke a hole mm-hmm. well it's like how do we how does a diamond formed you know from pressure and heat and mm-hmm. so in order to have a a faith that's deeper it needs to be refined over and over and over and under the pressure of of society and the world and under the heat of you know your own uh questioning so it's 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 how we grow it's how god grows us in our, in our faith and i do remember you saying this is seven years ago now but i do remember you saying you should do a podcast <laughs> and i was like well, whatever i i because i don't i don't even really like hearing my own voice and I preach, you know, not a lot, but I do preach and I can't imagine preaching every Sunday because I'm like, people must get tired of my voice. But apparently this is uh, something that was needed. It definitely is. I think it's a, well, one, you're young. Yeah. And well, I'd call you your younger voice, or at least it's not. I just turned 30 a couple of weeks ago. You're still young. (laughs) It's just a, a, um, I don't want to say fresh perspective because it's not like you're you're changing anything that's you're not rewriting the Bible here mm-hmm. in any way. You're just, I think you, what you're doing is you're just, uh, you're changing the format of discussion of where people can, it, that it's okay to have these questions. And what I think faithful doubt has become too, is it's be, really become a Christian one-on-one, which I think is necessary. Um, expect, there was something I always needed because mm-hmm. I've, I've already told you my story of like, when I, I grew up, calling myself a Christian. My mm-hmm. mom was the one that introduced me to God, read the Bible. We prayed all the time. We never went to church. We never were like, you know, go to church every Sunday. We never, we never once went to church. So right. I'd never been in a church until I got my driver's license and mm-hmm. went, drove and went to church. And I remember, I've told you the story, I got thrown into communion. Yeah. And yep. I remember I was like, I had no idea what that was. And then that's, I think that's when I first started having questions of like, well, what is this thing I've always claimed to be? Because I don't know what this, if I don't know what this is, am I a Christian? Right. And that's when I, I told you that uh, I, I never ch- ate the bread or drank the juice. Mm-hmm. I dumped the juice and I threw the bread on my chair. And I did that twice because it was never explained to me and I didn't really know who to talk to. And then I no. felt wrong if I were to go ask about it. 
mm. for the like, like well when i talked to you I, it took me a while to, before i i told you that i was kind of i felt bad for question, questioning my beliefs because i thought i thought you'd be like well you're not a christian <laughs> you need to you know well perhaps but, some people i'm not doubting that some people would react that way but yeah uh i'm i'm glad that you didn't drink the juice and take the the little wafer because yeah, that's unfortunate that it wasn't explained to you, and it's un- it's really unfortunate that you're not alone in feeling like you can't. No, ask. and it's like it feels like when you when you walk into a church, you're walking into season twenty five of some, you know, like you don't <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. like someone catch me up, like yeah. how do, where does someone go to start? And you know, yeah, no, you could say it's it's on them. I don't know to what extent that you know you blame yourself for not doing your own research and trying mm-hmm. to learn yourself and learn your own relationship with God. But then there's. There's just questions that I feel like you need to you need to discuss with someone. Yeah. Of like, well, and know. that's and that's the idea. Well, not the whole idea, but that's a big purpose of church is we have brothers and sisters in Christ to rely on when we don't understand something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the whole reason for a, pas- a head pastor is he's pastoring over a congregation of people. But uh, church, you know, ev- it's made up of sinful people and imperfect people for sure uh i i've always heard that the worst people go to church and man that doesn't surprise me uh because i am Mm. i'm a horrible person honestly like i i ever a lot of people think christianity is about being a good person and when you realize you're not a good person uh you realize how much you need jesus and i'm in constant need of jesus and uh i don't mean like i'm a horrible person like i do horrible things all the time i'm just like i'm a sinful person and um i recognize that and church is here should be here for us to come and experience god in a community where we can learn about him and deepen our faith and uh it's just unfortunate that it doesn't happen everywhere yeah and, I, and like you you can blame me for not trying to develop relationships there and try to ask questions you know cuz i i, I mean, didn't really attempt that i mean i think but, that some of it's on the of course some of it has to be on yeah, you, because a relationship is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. But when you're coming to a church for the first time, the body of Christ should be welcoming and inviting you in. Uh, the congregation should be inviting and welcoming you in. It was like I was in. I then I was pretty shy. I wasn't like I. I didn't feel comfortable going up talking to anyone random then. And it's and I wouldn't even know how to like go up to someone random. And it's like, where do we start? You know, like yeah. me just hold the Bible and explain this, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know where to even start asking questions. And I think it just came natural talking to you because mm-hmm. we were friends and I don't have a lot of Christian friends. So it was like talking in, and you're educated in it, you know, and I just thought you'd be the one to start asking. I wasn't even looking for like answers. It wasn't like I came when we were at Lowe's. It wasn't like I came in like, all right, I better get an answer from Jordan. <laughs> it was more of just fun discussions. And yeah, but your answers are what got me thinking. Mm-hmm. I would ask you just more out of just small talk. Yeah. But then there's like, well, we had a lot of time to talk and work together and mm-hmm. your questions. I don't remember always having an answer. Like, but you, you knew, yeah, you'd, you, or may, at least I don't remember always like being able to talk about it right well, away. Well, yeah. And it's like an answer wouldn't be like, uh, you know, it wasn't like math. Like you gave me like the answer is this, but yeah. you, you gave ways <laughs> to think about things, how to come to your own answer, mm-hmm. how other ways to where like I was hitting a wall with a question but you would show me another way to like ask it mm. and the way to start asking yourself. Yeah. And that's why I think you do really well here with faithful doubt is you, you people usually, and you do this a lot. 
or asking something else because they don't even know the question. Yeah. They don't know what they're asking. Yeah. Or they, they think they do. <clears throat> right. And they, well, you and I, we even had an experience not too long ago when we were filming and we were leaving and the, uh, I was. I filmed three episodes on the Trinity, I think uh, denominations, and I, f- I forget the third one. But as we were leaving, this person just showed up and asked about all three things. That- uh, I goosebumps. That was insane. <laughs> A former uh, Hindu uh, man from India who was seeking Jesus and was stump- stumped by Calvinism and. I I go to a the primarily Calvinist church. I'm not a Calvinist myself, but uh, he had a lot of questions about that, and it was really weird. The timing. I was sitting there thinking, like, do you know this guy? Like, no. did he know you were filming this? It was so random. <laughs> like, I paid him to come here. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Like, did he know what? Like, what but, we were filming. But uh, yeah, like people have those questions. Like, mm-hmm. they absolutely have those questions, and I definitely think. There always is a deeper question, uh, a more meaningful question that they're not acknowledging or that they, like you said, they might not even know they're asking. Yeah. I think people have a lot of, I think people question it, but they don't ask it Mm -hmm. where they might have a question like, oh, this might be true, but they don't really care enough to dig into to find an answer. And then maybe they come up with their own answer and they act like their answer is the solid one be all answer. Um, You see that a lot with, see a lot of that people who don't believe in God and they always act like they got the gotcha stuff. Yeah. And the, the, those questions I would hear like atheists and I never claimed to be an atheist, even when I was question, questioning Christianity, but it just, there was those, there's atheists that would ask these hard questions and it would make me think mm-hmm. and it made me question. And then I felt guilty for that. And then that's when I come talk to you and then I, I would feel like, oh, like I'm not, I'm thinking about this all wrong. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, I don't know. I just, faithful doubt, I think is something that needed to exist a long time ago. And I think it's a good, I think it's a good place for people to come. Some of these questions you may not think of when you hear them, you're like, oh, that's a good question. And then you start learning, you, you get interested and then catch you up to go to church. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Cause so let's, I'll get into the, uh, so that, that was kind of the forerunner to faithful doubt. Like yeah. The idea about, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, you're probably about to go into it. Let me interrupt you. But yeah. So from the idea, when did, cause I remember you came to me later and was like, I'm doing this. Well, I want to say it was 2019 or 2020 pre COVID that I had mentioned. Cause at that point we were no longer working at Lowe's. Mm-hmm. You were doing your thing with your production with absorb uh, studios. I was, uh, I finally got my first call into ministry and I was doing youth ministry. And I remember texting you or calling you or whatever. And just being like faithful or I didn't even have the name for it. I was like podcast, let's do it. And then COVID hit and it just completely mm-hmm. nothing happened during 2020. I, I feel like uh, the longest year and the shortest year at the same time. I know. Um, and so then in 2021, uh, Pastor Art, the head pastor at Center Grove Church where I work, he had this, I had never talked to him about what you and I talked about. This is what's so weird. He just had this, I, he saw how um, I was with my preaching and uh, that I had some social media presence and not a lot, but you know, I just knew what I was doing a little bit on social media and I knew that it, online stuff was important because mm-hmm. when they hired me, we had no online presence and I was like, we need some kind of online presence. 
So he had this, I'm going to say it was from God, this idea that to, to make me read this book called From Social Media to Social Ministry. And basically the idea of the book is if Jesus were alive today, where would he, where would he engage people? Of course, he'd engage them in, pre, in personal life, but he'd probably engage them as, a lot on, online because a lot of people mm-hmm. are there. Um, and so how can we take social media and redeem it for the purpose of church? The, the, the goal is not to get them to come to my church, not to get people to come to my church, but to get people engaged in physical community where they can experience God at some point. Because we were not designed, we saw from COVID, we are, we are not created to be isolated. We are created to be in relationship with one another. So in 2021, I spent the whole year researching data points and uh, how could I make a social media ministry? And like we decided that Facebook would be the best platform for kind of a ministry where we can all talk and engage. And then I was trying to come up with, you know, a, a mission statement or a verse of scripture that would really inspire, that God would inspire me with. And uh, John chapter 20, where Jesus, after he's resurrected from death, he appears to his disciples. Uh, except for Thomas. So Thomas hears from his other disciple friends that Jesus has, is alive. And he says, I, I will not believe this until I see the scars in his wrists and I touch the, the wound in his side. I will not believe that Jesus is alive again. And Jesus, of course, reappears to Thomas and uh, says, you know, he says to Thomas, look at my scars, touch my side. Uh, and Thomas doesn't even need to do that. He recognizes Jesus. He falls to the ground and says, Lord, Lord, please forgive me. And so Thomas is the most famous doubter of them all. We call him Thomas the doubter or doubting Thomas. And, um, Jesus ends up redeeming him and, you know, forgives him and says, you have seen me and believed. Therefore, those who have not seen me, how blessed, how much more blessed will they be for believing and not have seen me? So I thought to myself, wow, that's a pretty good uh, uh, mission for a podcast or a ministry, social ministry where if you have a doubt, because th- after talking with you, this seems to be a thing where apparently the church told an entire generation, if you have any doubt about your faith, you're not a Christian. To be honest, I don't, I don't, no, I can't say I've ever heard that, but, but I felt that, yeah, like the, maybe it wasn't expressed like that but it's never been expressed that it's okay to question or doubt yeah i've never i think heard there that. was kind of an atmosphere of you can't you can't question mm-hmm. otherwise you don't really believe um and i certainly learned that with older generations uh, that is the case um, after talking to my grandmother but um so i thought you know you can you know doubt is not the opposite of faith unbelief is the opposite of faith therefore you can be faithful even in your doubt and i thought wow Faithful Doubt. That's kind of a cool uh, title or name for a social ministry. And then uh, Pastor Art made me set a date for launching it, and that was January of 2022. And so at that point, that's when I actually launched it. And I remember telling you about it, and you were really excited. And I was. He's and, finally going to do it because <laughs> you were like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know where to start, and. At that point, I was asking you, like, oh, what ring light should I get? You know, like, and you're like, I don't know, Jordan, it's just a ring light. Uh, so we got an iPhone 13. 
and a ring, a $30 ring light. I think that's what they shot all the Avengers on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went to our church library and I just decided to start in Genesis and start recording myself talking. And it was infuriating because I think I did, I mean, we have a whole blooper episode on how many takes I did on those first like 10 episodes. Just, and I'm by myself in, the, in those episodes. Uh, Austin wasn't there. So um, I knew you were really busy with your own company, your own career. And so I felt like I couldn't, this is nothing you did. I just felt like I shouldn't ask you to help. But then in April or March, you had expressed something. Or did we film? I think I, I, think I did send you a text about, I think, because I was seeing what you were doing. Yeah. And I, and I didn't know if, I didn't want to overstep on your your creative world. But yeah, I was, I was so like, creative. <laughs> but I thought, you know, like I wouldn't. I would love to be a part of it and help. Yeah. help out in any way. And I I knew I could bring some quality up a little bit. On some, <laughs> a little bit. But, Stop being so modest. But uh, you did how many episodes did you do like that? I did ten, I think. Did you really? See, that's, you were you were doing it. Yeah, and that's what I thought. And like, it was he's, weekly. He's on it. He's doing it. And yeah. I want to be a part of something that you're serious about. You're serious. I'll be serious. Yeah. And I had the Facebook page all set up and everything. And you so did, yeah, you did a whole launch. I did a done? launch day at the church. We um, I think at the point, I think at March or April of 22, we had like 150 members on Facebook, uh, maybe a little less. And which is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I asked you, or maybe we just finally decided to get together and i want to say it was april you came and helped me put it on anchor the or the mm -hmm. podcast channels and uh we got a youtube channel and you helped me film my first few episodes in the library but it looked a lot better <laughs> with different equipment and lights and um i guess we just kept improving from there mm -hmm. uh and we also did some special episodes with pastor art mm -hmm. you did that uh, which his story was come cool. to the table episode with art and then you were really excited about maurice yeah doing the live yeah because especially that discussion know. was awesome because that well even past pastor art's story like yeah. that was surprising to me and it's just it's it's interesting to hear all these stories and i think it's good for people to hear those stories where it's where i'm sure people can relate in some way at some level to all of these and then the maurice's was interesting too because it's like that's these are conversations that need to be had. Mm -hmm. People aren't having them. Yeah. Yeah. And Maurice was like the first person that I was connected to when I launched um, through a mutual friend. Maurice lives in California. You got to watch the episode. Come to the table with Maurice uh, Ducoin. Um, Maurice is a great guy. I really enjoyed our conversation and our time together. I want to have him on again. Mm -hmm. um, Maurice uh, would, would not consider himself a Christian um, at this point or I think he was at one point and now he's not, I'm sorry, Maurice. I've, it's been a while, but, um, and there was a couple reasons for that and we went over it, but Maurice is the, the person that I want to talk to. Like he, if, if someone is like Maurice, that's who I want to talk to. Um, the, the former Christian, the non-Christian. Yeah. I love talking to Christians. I mean, I've had pastor art, pastor Rob, uh, I will do that all day long, but I think, the real conversation can happen with those who who don't believe or did believe and don't anymore. And that's really important for Christians to be able to have those conversations because guess what? There's less and less Christians in at least Western culture than ever before. 
um, it's it's just con- it's just going to continue unless there's some great revival um, that God brings uh, to our country. But that's just how it's going to be. We're going to have more and more non-Christians, and we have to learn how to engage with people like that and talk about something that they may have doubts about, or even I have a doubt about, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have my own doubts. So uh, that's really important. And so that's kind of where we uh, all last year. And then of course, Grayson came on board and she took over the Facebook side of things um, and has done amazing. Yeah, so that. she did an awesome job. I mean, staying active on that. Like yeah. I thought I was doing a lot of work on Facebook with all the posts mm-hmm. and everything. And then she just came in and blew me away. Um, and on top of that, she's uh, a mom and, has to take care of everything that with all that. So she's done awesome. Uh, and then we've had some ideas that couldn't happen just because of resources and time, but we launched the website and here we are. And I will just say, I have some cool analytics. Uh, we are, we have 28 people in 28 States listening or watch or a part of the podcast. Um, and 10 countries, countries that I never like. That's a little more than the bystanders at Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really confused. Like Bermuda, uh, Myanmar, Tribal. Thailand, all the, all the missing people in planes, Is there- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mexico, South Africa, um, United Kingdom. I don't know who those uh, Ecuador. I went to a mission trip in Ecuador, so that makes sense. I don't know who those people are. So glad you're a part of the the ministry and podcast. But um, from here on out, we have some goals. And one of my goals is to do a special episode with some young adults, like a panel mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. And we were going to try to do that in December. That didn't yeah. work out. It's kind of, it's when you try to involve that many people, especially hard. college students. Yeah. Uh, Christmas time is not <laughs> that busy or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was super busy. I underestimated how busy I was during the holidays, but, um, we're still looking at doing that mm-hmm. and that'll be a really good episode. I want to, I want to have a panel of young adults, both Christian and non-Christian on there to talk about. That'll be interesting that I'm excited to see that, to see a group of people mm-hmm. with, well, with just a group of people in this conversation from both sides. Right. It'd be really interesting. And actually one of the, uh, I'm going to give a little shout out here. One of the college students that I want to have on who said he would come on, he started his own little uh, podcast now, or not podcast, but his own uh, platform called Formerly Known. And so he's he's been on a big journey mm. uh, with his faith and um, really cool to see. Uh, so we have that, but there's some other goals. I don't really want to get into those. I want to get into, before we're done, our dreams. So no expectations here. We're just dreaming. What would you like to see Faithful Doubt do or become or just to happen with Faithful Doubt? So I think I would love to see more guests. Like the panel thing we talked about, I'm excited to do more of that and see more of those conversations. Um, more more content like that. The group panel stuff's cool. Um, it's always interesting to hear. It's just people at all just hearing mm-hmm. the way they think or or questions they think about um or doubts they may have that you may not had and then all of a sudden that spreads and then talking about it together is always interesting that's why i like seeing more guests come uh guests like maurice yeah i, I love hearing that perspective people like that um i'd like to do some bigger projects um i don't you know. always want to do bigger projects. i know uh, <laughs> i i it'll start small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and trying to 
keep it. If real. you want a movie or <laughs> a documentary made, Austin is your man. He will do it. Well, that's what I'm, I would like to do. Um, well, this is all ideas here. If we're just talking ideas. Yeah. And I, I, I mentioned this to you, to you a little bit, but like the Bible Museum. I'd like to go there and do like a documentary. Oh, the Ark experience? Is that what, well, the, yeah, that. Okay, like, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Go out and let's let's go. We can probably partner with the, the museum itself. Yeah. And then do like little explainer things inside there yeah. or um I don't know. What I like forgot we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, like like let's do bigger um standalone, like I don't want to say features, but like, you know, yeah, longer format things where we go into maybe a deep dive on a specific doubt or mm-hmm. um if someone's got like a big question. Let's do a documentary on it and go around and ask people and do something. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of where my mind goes. No, I, I love that. Um, I'd, I, I I'd love to hear what other people have to. Yeah. I want to, I want to see what other people would like to see as well. Um, I know the episode with Maurice was a big uh, success. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Um, I, I'm at a loss of the word here. Uh, connected. Uh, a lot of people connected with that episode. Um, and I, I, I struggle with how, how many people I can like, who out there wants to be on an episode talking about not believing Yeah, with me. I like, yeah. I don't want to like be come across as I need you to be on my, ep- my podcast. So if you know someone, yeah, any, anyone just to, that wants to to have these conversations, you know, and yeah. that's the thing too, is like who wants to have the conversation. Right. And it's not, it's not a debate. It's a conversation. And it needs, and the other important thing, and I, you said it earlier, this is not a gotcha no. podcast. Mm-mm. It was never created to be that way. And I, I will never do that. Um, and I, and I will say Maurice was a little, con- cause we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to make sure that's not what this is about. That is absolutely not like, no. I would never do that. Um, this is a conversation, a dialogue, respectful, healthy, loving, compassionate that I want to have with people because that's how Jesus is. Um, he calls us this is why the episodes with Maurice and Art and Rob are called come to the table. Jesus invites us to his table with all of our doubt and all of our imperfections. So uh, we're supposed to do the same. And so, yeah, I would love to have more people like that, mm-hmm. but I don't know where to find them always. Yeah. It, it, well, people. I mean, Maurice was awesome, but there's people who will think the same way and not give it a time of day to even that they're not going to bother the conversation. Right. They, they have all the answers, you know, and it's, if people would just question, maybe you don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think too, uh, it's called faithful doubt. Um, I think I would hope people to understand, like, it's about doubting faith and anyway, whether you, maybe people don't doubt it and they're pretty certain that they don't have any. Well, that, and that's why it's good to have Christians on too, mm-hmm. because there are some Christians who might think they have all the answers. Yeah. I, I well, mean, there are Christians like that, but, and it's important to know we don't, we won't always have, we will never have all the answers. Yeah. Just, well, that alone's enough to make people not even ask, well, then why bother? Yeah. Why bother having the conversation? But, um, oh, what was I going to say? You you just, you just brought something up. Um, you were talking about having, I don't remember. Oh, uh, I was talking about just having Christians on too, or non-Christians, but I don't remember. I was going on about how, uh, no, it's fine. We'll keep going. <laughs> I was going on about something to do with people, uh, it being faithful doubt. Like that's the point is yeah. to come on and, and how many that Christians doubt. That's what's going to, I would mm. say it's, it's okay to be a Christian in doubt. And yeah. how much does that happen? How many people 
were Christian, doubted, and they didn't have Jordan at Lowe's, you know, <laughs> and went down a different path. Mm. And maybe they're starting to think again, or someone sparked something, something happened in their life. Maybe they're you just, just a maybe is all it takes and yeah. just have a discussion. And you might still be where you're at, you know, after you have a conversation here, but that's yeah. okay. But just start, I think you should have a conversation. Yeah. Or if you're so, you strongly believe in what you believe, come talk about it. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, is I see God preparing me for this role. Even when I was in high school, uh, my first job was a dishwasher at an assisted living home. And I'm not proud of the self-righteous jerk I was as a young Christian. Um, but one thing I was proud of is at that job, I had several people who were atheists who would always ask me questions. Like, just like you, like, how can you believe in a God that would wipe the earth, you mm -hmm. know, with a flood? I didn't ask that aggressively. Well, though. yeah. Because I was still, I was And doubting. I wouldn't say it was aggressive. It was just kind of like a poignant, like, how can you say that you love mm. people and yet you believe in a God? Well, did they ask with their hands on their hips kind of thing? Like, you know, <laughs> no. <one of> those? <laughs> uh, no, it was while we were doing dishes or making food. Mm. But, um, and... I remember at the time, this, this is totally God moving in me because it was not my ability. I just remember hearing like, just feeling like this, having this feeling like you just need to listen, just listen to this person. And that is the number one mistake Christians make is not listening. Well, yeah. I mean, just like I was just saying about people not wanting to the conversation on the yeah. atheist side, it goes the same way with Christians yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. We just need to listen to people's doubts. Mm -hmm. We don't need to have the answer right away. Um, we may not even have the answer. Maybe someone else. But uh, listening to the doubt that someone has is so important. And I've received a ton of feedback just from a year of doing this, that this is exactly what people needed. They never had something like this. This has actually gotten several people back into scripture, back into church. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know... I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm just saying like God is using this ministry for his purpose, his glory and restoring people. Um, so it's, it's awesome to see. I have uh, some other dreams. I would really like to get on other podcasts as a guest mm -hmm. or even have a guest host or, uh, or a guest podcaster on here. Um, I really want to partner with local charities and organizations around Indy. Um, we've talked about, uh, peace restored. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do a shout out if there's anybody that, uh, we'll put the email up somewhere. If you're watching this video, what's the email at for people listening? If they want to faithful doubt, yeah, they'll reach oh, out yeah. to you. Dude. Uh, it is faithful doubt CG at gmail.com to anybody who wants to partner on anything or yeah. come on or have Jordan on their show. Absolutely. I would, uh, I'm very interested in that and would love to do that with anyone. So my, I guess it's almost a goal, not even really a dream, because I think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. At some point, mm -hmm. maybe not in the next two months, but um, it'll happen. So I'm really looking forward to this next year. We are kind of in the process of recasting for the year because we've had some unexpected things in personal life for both mm -hmm. of us. Uh, for me, it's a baby. Congratulations. That's, that's uh, due in May. A little applaud sound. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> so uh, my life is about to get a lot busier. Am I talking too far past? No, oh, that's okay. fine. I'm just thinking like a, you, you think a baby's going to change your life? No. <laughs> so I will be a father. I'm also in seminary now. So that has taken up a couple chunk things. of time. And um, so, yeah, we are just kind of in the middle of readjusting. And uh, 
I don't know if you said this publicly. Are your schedules changing for? Did you already say this in the last episode? Oh, so uh, instead of a weekly episode, mm-hmm. we're going to bi-weekly. For how long? Probably Until... for the year. Okay. Um, so we're going from four or five episodes a month to two. That's what I thought. I just didn't know. But, um, Which is a big cutback, but I think the content might, there might be a little better quality there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also I'd like to take some of the time too, when we have it, <laughs> to... Uh, do the bigger things we want to do, like the panel stuff. Do, yeah. you know, stepping back to be able to step in harder in, yeah. certain, in certain ways. Uh, that's something I want to ask too to everybody listening or watching. If there's a doc, I want to do a doc, challenge me as a as a filmmaker and Jordan to host something. Let's come up with anything people want to see. A docu-series, a documentary on anything or... Let's pitch, do it. Pitch an idea. Yeah, I would, I, I'm excited and, and interested to do that with Austin. Austin and I have a little too much fun whenever we make things. Yeah, uh, like we just talk a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, in fact, I think we've been filming for about four hours now. And Thank you. It's supposed not, to be like not, an hour of filming, not longer. Uh, so yeah. yeah, we work well together. Uh, I'm excited for the future and what we're going to be doing together. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts? No, I think that's it for me. Okay. So this has been a kind of a year in review of faithful doubt. I guess we'll do this again next year. We'll see where we've come, what we've accomplished. Um, And as I always say, this ministry will only go as far as God allows it to go and as far as he leads it. Um, And it is for his glory, not for ours. And uh, if he decides that two years or a year is enough of faithful doubt, then that's it. Um, I will will listen to that. Maybe kicking and screaming, but I will listen to it. (laughs) Um, But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think we have a lot. I don't think so. I think it's, I don't think you would have got this far then, you know? Yeah, just... for sure. Uh, I can't believe where we are, honestly, um, from filming in the library with just my iPhone 13 and a ring $30 ring light to where we are engaging the amount of people we are around the world. Have we redone those episodes or are you planning on redoing no, them? No, that's the other thing is I want to redo the first 10, ep- uh, it might be nine. I want to redo the first like nine or 10 episodes. Uh, the audio is so bad. It's it's so bad. Um, so, yeah, we need to redo that. And maybe I'll have some more thoughts. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, Austin, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. For coming from behind the scenes yeah. to the table. Um, just know that anytime we're filming, Austin is back there sitting I'm, in a beanbag I'm chair. I'm sitting in the big old beanbag chair. <laughs> That's going to be my new production seat now. I'm going to get me one of those, take them everywhere. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I wish we had a uh, shot of it. It's a big one. It's a big beanbag chair. So uh, thank you. And um, we will see you guys in our next episode about the story of Abraham. See you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be part of Faithful Doubt, please join our Facebook group. If you would like to support Faithful Doubt, please like, follow, and subscribe to all of our social media platforms. You can also listen to the Faithful Doubt podcast. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you guys next time.